Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, a female boxing club, the quote-unquote red man, a pathetic gynophobic loser, an albino crazy girl, boobs with two moles on it, a candy-like antidote for a heatabu collar, dinosaur repellent, and a correctional facility posing as an amusement park. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 119. Sentenced to death by girl. Ah! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Mong Review. This is your host, Zan. I'm Cal. Yes, Cal is back. You've been in a coma from reading this manga, I'm assuming. Uh, I, the only reason I, I'm speaking about this reprehensible manga is because I have to review it. But other than that... Yeah. As I was trying to review this manga, I couldn't decide which I would rather do. Read this manga or drive headfirst into a brick wall with no seatbelt on. I wonder what he's going to give this. Maybe he's going to give it a really, really, really fucking cool. We should wait and see. So, you want to check out any of our earlier episodes, including our awesome Mazinger episode, which is the last episode. Check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. Zan at spirekin.com. Email me at shittymanga at, oh, I mean, cal.spirekin at gmail.com. And you can check us out on our Twitter at Spirekin and call us at 206-350-8462. Again, it's 206-350-8462. So. Twitter? Did you say Twitter? Twitter on Spirekin. Yeah. Yes. Facebook. Yeah, we Facebook under Spirekin Manga Review. Yeah. And also check out our sister podcast, Spirekin Movie Review, where we're in the month of swords, sorcery. And shirtless, sweaty guys. That one's for the ladies. And Corrado. Right. But. Anyway. Either way. So, Smallville. Digging it? Oh, yeah. I think Smallville Season 10 is easily the best season. Yeah. Should we get into it a little bit or no? Um, why not? We should get into a little bit of it. Spoiler warning up until... So, we're going to spoil up to the... I'll say the, uh, the Sod episode. Okay. Alright. Yeah, because that other one, I don't think it'd be a good spoiler yet. But I don't like the fact that they're time-jumping the series. I don't like that they're giving us so many little, like, we're gonna wait two weeks before another episode! Just fucking give it to us all in one shot, please! That's not their fault, that's the WB and the network. I mean, they can't, they can't, uh, uh, sorry, the CW, they can't control when the network 
is going to air their episodes. Bullshit. They do it for Supernatural. They do it for every other series. Why not for Smallville? No, Supernatural's in sync with Smallville. Whenever Smallville's on a break, Supernatural's on a break. They're like back to back. They're always this, always new, always repeats the same same time. Either way, Supernatural, I hope this is the last season. Mm, I hate to say it, but Supernatural, they jumped the, the, quality, the quality did dip this season. I'm still enjoying it because I like the show, but it's not as good as it has been leading up and including season 5. So season, season 6 is a little bit bad. No, but season 5 was the end of the series, and they said, Okay, we now have your family on, under a giant weapon. We're going to kill them unless you write more of this show. He's like, Okay, and it's gone to shit. Yeah. He should have ended it when he said he was going to end it. It would have been better. But back to Smallville, I think this season is giving the fans the payoff of what we've been waiting for for 10 years. And it's finally, he's, you know, embracing his destiny. He's made the decision that he's going to become, you know, the hero that the world needs him to be. And, you know, now it's starting to show you, you know, his, you know, how he's deciding to make you know, to, to make his uh, secret identity as Clark Kent, uh, you know, the you know the mild-mannered Clark Kent, he's made that decision, they've shown you, he's uh, gone to the future, and he's seen himself as Superman save Metropolis, no, which is fucking Superman amazing. Yet. He's not Superman yet, and they didn't show you Superman, but they showed Clark witnessing his future self being Superman, and that was fucking amazing. And we have the costume in the Fortress of Solitude. They've shown the costume, and... Uh, what else did they do? They um, the Sod has said that Darkseid can't infect him, but Darkseid can apparently infect Ollie, which was I thought that was a cool development because that that that'll come out of nowhere one day and fuck him up. Yes, I will say this though: I still think that Deathstroke was underused and poorly done. The the second incarnation, not the first one, the second incarnation. Eh. They could have done so much more with it. They could have made him actually wearing the, the, the orange armor and have the mask on. No, it's I'm wearing my military uniform. I mean, it was badass for him to fucking Come kill, on. kill Hawkman. You have to admit, we were talking about this on the phone. Some of the comic costumes are too cheesy for live action. No. Especially TV. No, Deathstroke is literally, it's black armor with orange <clears> patch, <throat> which would have been the military thing. And the mask, hey, it could have been just regular armor. They could have done that. No. I am. It's. It'd be like if Sam Lane was fighting Superman. It's like give him body armor at least. Give him something. Nope. <laughs> but I will say this: Hawkman went out awesomely. He fought and he. And I like the storyline with Hawkman and and the Justice Society and how they've handled the Justice League. I thought has I think has been cool. They haven't really hinted too much about Ali and Black Canary though, which I guess they're kind of sacrificing that for Ali and Chloe. Which I don't even know if they'll even bother getting into it on Smallville, Ollie and Black Canary. Maybe no. in this universe he's with Chloe and that's it. Or I think that's somewhere it. down the road, you know, maybe you imagine that he breaks up with Chloe and then that they get together with Black Canary. But maybe he's with Tess. Who knows? Well, actually, that was kind of Tess should have been with Clark for a while. <laughs> even Do you realize that Ollie has been with every girl on the cast now at this point? Did, was he with Lana? Not Lana, but she's not on the cast anymore. You have a point. He's been with Tess, he's been with Lois, and now he's with Chloe, and there's nobody else, right? Unless she... Well, no, she's not... Don't say Martha Kent. (laughs) That's blasphemy. Martha Kent is... is, You can't... No, instead she's with Perry White. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about that, but... That wasn't bad. They need to bring Perry White back and have him manage the... uh, Daily Planet. The Daily Planet. Yeah, I mean, I guess they need some way to have Tess step down. I don't know. 
Well, either way, we should kind of get off this topic. Okay. Because we'll be here for 40 minutes, and we should save that for a supplemental. All right. A funny supplemental about many We things. should do a supplemental when Smallville's over and just recap the whole series. And uh, Also, are we doing a supplemental for WWE WrestleMania this year? Because The Rock is back? Yes. Uh, I'd do it. Baz is, Baz is all for it. He's like, I want to do it, because he actually invited all of us over fucking WrestleMania. So. <laughs> I, I love The Rock. I watched when he came back. Uh, and it was really cool, but... All right, well, we... we, we'll we get, yeah, yeah we, we should get off topic. So, all right, so since you haven't been here a while, you want to go first, or you want me to plow through mine? <clears throat> I'll plow through mine. It'll be quick, because, uh, honestly, I, I couldn't stand... I, I hated this fucking manga. Okay. So, the last time I was here, I had the grave misfortune of, of spinning this wheel of manga, and I landed on Girlsaurus DX, which is a very shitty manga written by Kei Kosunoki. It's a shonen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Shonen series? I don't know. It's only three volumes from March to December of 2002, and it was... Ugh, it was terrible. So, the only thing that it does, it ties back to back, way back in episode 18 of the Spark and Manga Review. Um, who was it? Fightbait? Did yep. you know Fightbait? Yep, and he reviewed it. He reviewed the, the, the predecessor series to this, which is just Girlsaurus. And I so reviewed Iken in that episode. This is Girlsaurus DX, which is, I mean... Deluxe shit, I guess you want to call it. I don't know. Did Fightbait like this? I can't remember. He hated it, too. <laughs> he hated it? Oh, God. Good, because... God, this was so bad. I said this was a bad harem show. So where do I begin? I guess the story follows our main character, Shingo, and he is gynophobic, which... Basically, what does that mean? He's a pussy who's afraid of pussy. He's got this unbelievable fear of women because... He's a loser and got his ass kicked by a big fat girl. Who stripped in front of him. Wouldn't you be afraid of a giant bitch who said, I love you! When just ripped off all her clothes and tried to hug you. And then when you said, I don't like you, she beat you within an inch of your life and you had to be in the hospital for three months? I think I'd handle it better than him. So anyway, in the, in the original series, that's what happened to this poor bastard. So he gets, what was it? He got a love letter asking him to come to a certain area and thinking he's going to be met with this hot girl, and he's met with this, this disgusting fat girl who strips naked and beats his shit out of him, and now he's afraid. And now, in this girl, Source DX, it's continuing the story for some god- unknown reason. They felt like they needed to continue this. He's going through his life with this unbelievable fear, and it's called, called Girl Saurus because he sees all girls as dinosaurs, and he's afraid of them all, I guess. You know, yeah, it, I don't think that just translates well. I think he just thinks like dinosaurs, like they're just big, imposing, and scary. Like he superimposes fat woman over them. Yeah, and of course, all the girls in reality are these hot, tight, little, hard-bodied girls who like him for some unbelievable reason, and he's too afraid to capitalize on any of it because he's a fucking asshole. So the obese girl that beat his ass in the original series now lost a bunch of weight, and she's nice and hot and everything, and she's still carries a bit of a torch for him, even though supposedly she doesn't like him. She's a typical sundry character, the girl who's a bitch, but she has a heart of gold, and she's just kind of whatever the fuck. Uh, whatever. She's and part of the boxing club he's part of, also all the girls are. That's, since It's a harem series. 
Yeah, so for some reason or another, he's part of this boxing club, which he's the only male member of this boxing club, and doesn't it seem odd that he would even go to this if he's afraid of women? Uh, I think that the nurse lady says, yeah, you're doing this because I'm going to make you do it to cure you. She's forcing him to be part of the club? It's like he's the manager of the club, that's the thing, so she's kind of, it's like adverse uh, yeah, therapy. Yeah, the, the, the leader, I mean, I, there was one part in where she attempts to cure him by dripping down to her bra and panties and just presenting herself to him and he just can't take it and runs away like an asshole i mean if i had this guy's problems i'd be pretty happy guy you know all these girls throwing themselves at me but you know that's why i think that's part of my problem why i don't like this is uh i can't i just i can't relate to it i mean it's it's just so ridiculous and so dumb to me um not that i even want to have girls like this throwing themselves at me but it's just like really this is the best you could come up with for a premise of a manga is a guy who is afraid of women and girls i mean uh, it seems like such a stupid i don't know and for harem series this one doesn't sound that i mean because let's look at some of the series we have i mean ranma doesn't count as a harem series because that's a fucking clusterfuck but all right you got love hina you have tenchi it's uh, the guy is either not afraid of them. He's just very passive, and it's just a very formulaic problem. But this one's like, I'm afraid of girls. And it's like, it would be better if he was gay. That would make it interesting if he was gay. Yeah. And they're throwing themselves, and he's like, I don't like you though. And they all try to make him straight. That would be interesting. But yeah, but this is just so dumb. I don't know. It, so the the whole point of it is he's all these girls are throwing themselves at him, and he's you know kind of afraid and. At one point, Haruka, which is the formerly fat girl that beat him up, she ends up feeling like she needs to atone for what she did to him, and she basically throws herself at him, and and he's he sees it as he might have a chance to take revenge on her for doing it, but he still, so he says, you know, tie yourself up, and she's thinking that he's going to take advantage of her, and then he just doesn't. It's it's so dumb. Um, what else happens? What, he's in the classroom, and all the girls start flashing him for some reason like th- showing their bra and panties at him it's like it's so dumb i don't know you seem like you just don't want to talk about this anymore so is, i can't I, I don't anything know anything redeeming about this anything the art was fine okay that's the only redeeming i mean the art wasn't terrible was this better than the moe manga you reviewed sketchbook <laughs> i think it was just as bad ah so i'm assuming you're giving this really 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 fucking cool yeah exactly no, <laughs> given the polar opposite of that. Actually, can we can we do zero? Can we do zero stars? Don't uh, don't even think about reading. This? I think that take it to a priest to purify and burn it is the best we could do. Because that's, that's the worst. best you could do, but that's even more attention than this thing deserves. Burn it? What? <laughs> yeah, you're wasting a match on this crap. Anyway, yeah, it's terrible. Don't bother. It's number one. If you have this in your house, take it to a priest, purify it, piss on the ashes, and give it a rock bottom. Ah, that is... And a people's elbow. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> so, let's get it's on terrible. with my manga. So, yeah. compared from the last episode, with the power, power, burning passion of Mazinger, I used the power to spin the wheel of manga, and it dictated unto me that I'd be reviewing a manga that was written by Jinsei Katokawa and illustrated by Kazuma Kondo. It's currently being published over here by Tokyo Pop, and it's still coming out. There's over eight volumes... And it is released in Shonen Ace. And there's also a TV series coming out this April. And the series I'm reviewing is... April's a good time for TV. Yes, Hint, hint. Very true, I know. It's <laughs> Dead Man Wonderland. It sounds like a happy series, doesn't it? Is it zombies? No. No? Okay. No. 
It's about our main character. It's a series about, well, it's a futuristic series. Now, it's ten years after the Great Tokyo Earthquake. Immediately when I read that, I was like, where's Devil Man and where's Violence Jack? Where are they? <laughs> nope, this isn't about that. Even though they would fit right in. So what happens is there's a great earthquake in Tokyo. And 70% of Tokyo is submerged. Okay. So a lot of people have lost houses, things have been moving around, and the government needs money to bring the country and the city back to what it was. So they create this place called Dead Man Wonderland. Okay. And where we open up, our main character, Ganta Igarashi, is watching on his little PDA a commercial for it. Dead Man Wonderland, come here and everything will be happy and sweet. And him and his classmates are kind of reminiscing about how they're going to have a class trip to this place. How everything is has changed since the earthquake happened and how people have died and so on and so forth. And Ganta is talking to his friend, Mimi, and he hears a weird song. Okay. Like, what the fuck? And he turns to the window where the song is coming from. And he sees a man clad in red mm. floating in the air. Okay. You don't see his face. You don't you see his body. He's just covered in a bunch of bandages and S&M gear. And you don't see anything except his mouth. And you just hear him laugh. Does he look like Psycho Mantis? Psycho Mantis has nothing on this guy. Really? Okay. So this guy laughs and immediately uses this weird energy which looks similar to in Dot Hack, the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Similar to a data drain. What he uses on Ganta, and Ganta passes out. And suddenly he wakes up, and he's like, what the fuck? And he looks around, and immediately he sees Mimi, her head, being held by the man in red. So he killed everybody. Except Ganta, and he pulls out this weird crystal, and launches it at Ganta. And Ganta passes out, again. Okay. So he wakes up in the hospital. He's like, what the fuck happened? And immediately he looks down, and he sees he's handcuffed. You see a newspaper thrown at him, saying, Mass murder in school. Apparently, he's been charged with the murder of his 21 classmates, and they're taking him to jail. They don't even give him a real trial. It's literally like, hey, don't I get the... Fuck you, we're not going to listen to a word you said, and he even been saying, I didn't do it, the man in red did it, I did the man in red, and they're saying, nope. Right, so we're going to sentence you to death. <laughs> okay. And they take him to Dead Man Wonderland. They're like, wait, 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 didn't you say that was an amusement park? Yes. Is it like dead man meaning like death row? Sort of. Okay. It's a amusement parks. The reason why it's an amusement park is that it is a, a theme park which is actually a prison. Okay. It's a correction facility. And the employees of the park are all convicts and they're all controlled. The death row inmates, Ganta included, have been given a, a necklace, a new necklace, a new choker around their neck. Okay. And immediately I see this necklace and I'm like, oh my god, it's a Hidebu. No. Hidebu? Head blow up. Oh. As they're processing him, he's 5580, prisoner. He meets the warden, Makino. This kind of hot looking warden who has a katana and she just says, here's what it is. This is Dead Man Wonderland. This is a theme park. You work here and you guys are going to die. You, you, your sentence is constantly being carried out. And like, wait, they're in death row, and how the hell is that happening? And as she's explaining this, they say, okay, here's your rooms, here's your stuff. And she hands all of them a satchel, which has a bunch of toiletries and other things, things that aren't important. And as Ganta's looking through his stuff, someone bumps into him, he spills his stuff. The guy stops, starts helping him pick it up, and immediately the warden's like, hey, 
give it back to him. And the guy's like, what do you mean? I just bumped into him. And the warden says, no, give it back to him now or else. He's like, I didn't take anything. Warden pulls out her katana, slashes him across the chest. He's not dead, but she injures him severely, and he starts freaking out like, oh my god. He finally realizes, I'm in jail. I'm in a place where they will kill me. Okay. He starts freaking out like, oh god, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so he goes to his room. Shows later, the warden is chilling out in the office. Her subordinate is saying, hey, you didn't really tell him about the death rule. And it's like, it's okay. Tomorrow morning there's going to be an unfortunate accident in the construction site and prisoner number 5580 isn't going to survive, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> okay. You're like, what the hell? What type of prison is this? You're wondering what's going on in Gantt the Because he's freaking out at this. Imagine this. You, you're innocent, and you're sent to prison, and they're essentially torturing you. How are you going to act? I guess I'd be pretty... I mean, he's not a hardened he's guy. He's 14 so he's, years old. Also, that's the other thing. He's 14. So he's going to be pretty, you know, pretty intimidated. He's going to be scared. He's freaking out. He's like, oh, God. All right. Uh, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. He's freaking out. He's like, I want to die. I want to die. I just want to die. I just want to die. I just want to die. And as he's freaking out with this, suddenly his window is smashed in by this albino girl. Uh-huh. This albino girl says, Hi! You want to die? I'll help you! And she immediately grabs a piece of glass and runs at him to kill him. And he freaks out. He's like, Oh! Don't kill me! Don't kill me! And she's like, Oh! I see. I want to die is a lie. It's okay. I'll, I'll help Ganta out. This sounds really fucking weird. I don't know if I would like it. And Zan has no idea that I'm recording this because he paused it to go do something. And I'm pretty much playing a joke on him. So let's see if he leaves it in the episode. Little joke from Cal. And in response to this, all I gotta say, Cal... Well done. Well done. Now back to your regular scheduled podcast. So he is like, what the fuck? This albino girl wants to be my friend? What? Because she's like... Let's be friends now, Ganta. And he's like, wait. He doesn't realize, how the fuck does she know his name? I mean, what do you think? Hey, girl broke in a thing and knows your name automatically, and it's kind of like, friends. I'd kill her. He's a little kid, and she's just intimidating. She's does just, she have a katana, too? No, she had a piece of fucking glass. Oh. He has nothing. He's just a little kid who's in the fucking corner, and she's like, okay. And he's like, okay. So How old is she? Well, we'll say 14, same age. Oh, okay. But she's crazy. So next day, he's at the construction site doing manual labor. Wait a minute, she didn't didn't attack him or nothing? No, she tried to. She saw that he flinched, and she's like, oh, you lied. It's okay. Let's be friends. And then runs off. he's like, what the fuck was that about? So next day, like I said, he's at the construction site working, and he hears something go, boosh. He sees the manhole cover right next to him fly up. Guess who pops out? The girl? Yes, she pops out and says, hi, Ganta. Want a cookie? And you're like, Okay. It's fucking weird. And you're like, she's fucking crazy. Okay. And she's just like very. She seems like she's like. In she's like he's like wait we're gonna be friends forever like we always said. And he's like wait wait we're friends. It's like yes last time we talked was ten years ago when we were four. Like okay. So a little confused by that. But so as they're talking, a bunch of pricks show up and say, hey you're the kid who killed his classmates right. And they start to give him shit, and he's just kind of afraid. And Shiro, the girl, mm-hmm. looks at them and kind of freaks them out a little bit, so they kind of back up. And as they back up, it shows, on top of the construction site, a bomb. Because <laughs> as we said, they're they're planning to have an unfortunate accident happen to our main character. 
they blow up the explosive, it's falling to kill Gantha. That is falling. You know how usually the, your light flashes before your eyes? Uh-huh. He starts seeing that and he kind of realizes, I don't want this. I'm innocent. I want to show I'm innocent. I have to prove I'm innocent. And as he's freaking out, his arm starts glowing. Because remember I said earlier that a shard was shot into him. A uh-huh. weird shard. So he starts freaking out and suddenly a bunch of energy just shoots out of his hand, blows the shit up. Okay. So he has a superpower. There. Blows it up, he's fine, and the facility who's watching him on camera is like, that's interesting. We didn't expect that. Maybe he has something to do with the Red Man. We find out that... So they knew of the Red Man. Yes, and they... So why'd they send him to jail, then? It's like they're... Some conspiracy? Perhaps. Seems like that could be the case. But, as it goes on, turns out that everyone's working in this amusement park, and you get credits. Okay. And with credits, you could buy stuff. I mean, like, you could have a... uh, a 50-foot flat-screen TV, a chair and everything, and it's all nice and sweet. And as he is learning about this, he's actually in the infirmary, and the nurse is like, okay, just remember, you have to eat your candy. And he's like, candy? What? What? I didn't have any candy with it. And she looks at him and she's like, oh, okay. And he's like, and also remember to read your manual you got. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? And as he's walking back to the cell, he hears someone screaming about candy. Back to, I need my candy! I need my candy! He's like... Was like, it Zan screaming about candy? No. No, because you always scream about candy. But he's freaking out about candy, and the guy's put down. Like, what the fuck's going on? So he reads his book. And he's reading it, and it's talking about how your sentence is happening at all times. You're wondering, what the fuck you mean? The reason why is that you have... The collar on your neck is current, constantly injecting poison into your system. And in order for you to combat this poison, every three days you have to eat <clears throat> the candy, which is the antidote. Okay. So either way, you're going to die. But it's like they have you do something, so there's no escape. You're going to die either way. And he's realized, oh shit, and it's been two days. <laughs> so when did they give him the candy? No, he was supposed to have the candy in the bag. Remember what happened earlier? They stole the candy? The kid stole the candy, so he's like, oh fuck. Oh. So he sees how much the candy is. And the credits? It's a thousand credits. Your average job, you get five credits. <laughs> so he has no credits, basically. He has maybe like four credits total. And so they're talking about how you can get credits, and suddenly you see there's a race. Okay. You do the race, the prize, a piece of candy, and 200 credits. And you have a bunch of people going for it. All not going to be nice and civil about you. They're all hardened criminals. So it's whoever get wins gets it. Okay. So they do this huge race. But he has superpowers. He doesn't. He just did it once. He doesn't know how to use it. Oh. And you don't know if other people have superpowers. So he goes to do this horrible death race where they're trying to kill him and do his thing. And guess who shows up? The girl? Yes. To kind of help him out a little bit. And as they're going around, they're trying to do it. Because her motivation is that he promised her that if this was over, they'd go out to get a parfait. Because you could buy parfaits and shit with your credits. She wants, she's his friend. Uh-huh. She's kind of like, friend, we'll have candy afterwards. And so she's kind of helping him out in a very sadistic way. Like, she's really just maiming people <laughs> to help him out in the race. And at the end, the race is on this board, which pieces fall off of. And then there's a pit underneath. She helps him out, and something happens where she falls over the edge. And he has a chance to win. Okay. Guess what he does? He jumps after her. Catches her, he loses, but he saves her. He goes, "We'll get up." He's like, "We'll get a parfait." Meanwhile, 
Jerkface, the guy who bumped into him earlier, sees this on the screen, and he's like, hey, this guy could be an interesting patsy. Shows up. Gives him candy. He's like, oh, you dropped this before. He's like, hey, I'm your new roommate. I'm yo. And this guy, he's like, oh, what happened to my older roommate? I don't know. And later it shows the infirmary. The guy was slashed and and killed. (laughs) Okay. So this guy killed his old roommate so he can position himself next to this guy. All right. And that's it for the first volume. There's some more going on, but that's the basic premise of the series. Well, it definitely sounds better than my shitty manga. Well, he's trying to figure out what's going on. You have the mystery of the Red Man. They don't give you everything, and I like that they didn't give out all the stories at once. Like, who is the Red Man? Why does he have these powers? How is he able to do this? Um, later on, when I was browsing the second volume, there's actually he. There is a tournament arc, which kind of sucks because he gets a lot of money if he does an underground tournament because he has mumble jumble powers, <laughs> and other people have mumble jumble powers. Also, the in like three volumes, you reveal who the Red Man is, and there's more questions going on, and you also know more about what the deal is between Shiro and Ganta, how they know each other. Okay. The series is pretty inventive and pretty cool. Now, art is nice. I want to see this anime. I'm going to have to give this ball from a friend. It's pretty good, and for a legitimate series, I enjoy it. Cool. Now, this is going to sound a little bit different because, well, halfway through the recording... Cal had to run out for a bit. He had a little emergency, so I'm going to finish this off so I can release this sort of on time. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. And you can email me at zan at spirekin.com. Now, because he had to run out, unfortunately, he is not able to perform the next bit, which I know you've all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except for substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a ten-slotted Wheel of Fortune. And now what we've done is we've assigned a manga to each of the slots. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. And whenever number it lands up, that's what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Now, they've all been randomized and we're all set to go. And hopefully we'll have something good because we have some real winners on this list. So, without further ado, let me spin the Wheel of Manga. Number two. And ironically, this is a very cool series that I've actually been thinking about for a while. Now, this series is the predecessor to the series Omegame Same. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about police drama, You're Under Arrest. So, in episode 120, ironically, we're going to do You're Under Arrest. Hopefully, Bell Channel will be on there so I get some female perspective because it's all girls in this manga, but we'll see what happens. So I guess that's it for this episode. Sorry that Cal couldn't be here to finish this off, and I'm sorry I'm rushing. It's just like I said, I a little out of practice without having other people around, especially since this is kind of halved up. So either way, remember, keep listening, keep sending us emails at sparkandgmail.com, call us at 206-350-8462, and just hope you enjoy the podcast. This is Zan, and I am Gonsville. Catch you next time. Up in my head and my jelly beating heart has turned to stone. Lots of faith in my cheap existence and me to the darkest of places which I I can return.